Hi, it's Pete Northstead here, and welcome to, well, a very, for us, Monday, a very early uh, podcast, uh, Train on Sports, focused on football. As usual, um, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? Excellent. Thank you, Peter. I had a great weekend for subscribers and on the website, and I'm getting so excited about the World Cup. Kind of. Oh, yes. Yes. I, I, I mean, I, we were discussing that just before. I mean, we might as well uh, let readers know what we're going to do, uh, our, our plans. First plan is basically to do a podcast next weekend. That will be done on either the Saturday or the Sunday. This is the 12th, 13th, the week before. And essentially what we'll be doing, we'll just be sort of going through the groups, maybe, you know, picking a group winner or you know, dual forecast or, or, you know, how we sort of see the tournament panning out. So, so it won't be, it won't be sort of in depth, you know, like, oh, this is being played at here and, you know, how many games they played because obviously the stats are, are, are sort of harder to sort of find there. But then what we'll do uh, 24 hours before the games start on a day by day basis, we'll be doing four games at a time. And so you, the podcast will be arriving and it'll be arriving on, on um, Apple, Spotify, 20, at least 24 hours before the first game begins the day before. And what we've decided to do is go head to head on each game. We're each picking out a, what we believe is the best uh, pick of the day. We'll have a point on each for each of us and see who comes on top. But also during that, we'll be highlighting our extra special bets, you know, uh, as they come up. I'm really looking forward to it, Pete. I think it's going to be really kind of strange and I don't I haven't really quite fathomed out yet whether it's going to be possibly from a performance perspective the best World Cup or whether clubs will have run the players right into the ground up until the last minute and we're going to get the dregs of what's left of them so I think especially on that first podcast it can be quite difficult for us to make cast iron sort of predictions you know, tournament long because we're not sure what state these players are going to arrive in. No, um, and and also as well. I mean, we don't as as readers. I mean, so listeners, sorry, obviously now we we don't go down the political angle of all this really. When you know, it, it, it's not ours to say. But it's interesting, isn't it? In places like France, that you know, the holders they're not in Paris. They're not even showing any of the games in any public areas, are they? Well, I know I'll mention this again on the podcast when we do it at the weekend, Peter, but I know they talk about aircon in some of the stadiums, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I played in aircon when I was in Vegas, when I lived in Nevada for six months, and it nearly killed me. I mean, I'm sure they, I'm sure obviously at a professional level, it'll be much better and how near the pitch or whatever it is, but it literally sucks every little bit of liquid out of your body. So... It's going to be a strange atmosphere for the players and who knows what kind of atmosphere is going to be generated in the ground. So it's really going to be a tough one. But uh, as usual, Pete, we'll, we'll tackle it head on, won't we? Like, <laughs> like Graham Soonis that night against Sour Bucharest. Yeah, I mean, the, the temperatures, looking at the temperatures now, you know, they're, they're, they're between, it's going to be hot, isn't it? It's 30, 34 to 27. Thank God they didn't have this in the summer. <laughs> Yeah, well, they couldn't have done. I mean, well, I would say for all the money in the world, but you never know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, so it could have been yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, why they're having it there as well is is just ridiculous. But but we can, we, we I mean, we'll we'll put all that aside. We'll, we'll we'll go by the FIFA thing and just talk about the bloody football. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, so it, it, it's you know, it's going to be interesting. I, I think what I would say to people betting on this though is, I you know, through my experience, it's a tough one. 
very difficult. Not not normally one for the over betters in the first setting. No, it, it, it's 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 a very very tough, uh, uh, you know, thing to bet on. In in my opinion, um, you got to pick. You got to be patient, and sometimes sitting on your hand. I think it's a good. I tell you what, it is though. I think it's a pretty good tournament for pre pre match trading. You know, looking for price movements. I think I think the, there are some opportunities there. I would say oh, you're the you're the king of the pre-match market. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll yeah. That, I'll leave that in your capable hands. Well, actually, yeah. Well, I mean, we can have a look. Uh, you know, the day before, I can have a quick look and see, you know, what we think. But uh, yeah, anyway, we'll, we'll that that's all to come. But now we we've got the final. Um, well, we've got the final uh, Premier League podcast until Boxing Day. That's incredible, really. But anyway, let's get on with it. Uh, Man City against Brentford. Uh, recent head-to-heads, uh, City uh, have, have won the game. Minus two and a quarter handicap. When City are minus two and a quarter goals, they've won seven, drawn one, lost two. Three of the seven victories by three or more goals. Coming off a tough 2-1 victory at home to Fulham. Brentford coming off a 2 old draw away at Nottingham Forest. Uh, City, they've won their uh, last 11 matches. They're in some good form. Minus two and a quarter goals, 26 matches, 11 home, uh, eight half losses, seven losses. So not much there. No value in the line either. Classic's now a win. East provides some Brentford backers with some hope. And the impending World Cup may see City ease off a little, but... I'm sure, having rested him last weekend, that Erling Haaland will play. So, yes, Brentford might travel up there full of hope, but the sight of Erling Haaland starting will probably put them off a little. And last season, the Bees went 1-0-5 away to top six sides, and they lost this fixture 2-0. And this season, not only are they you know, not performing against the better teams, They've not won in seven away from home, and that's against all calibre of opponents. So, given their poor recent form on their travels, given how strong City are, even minus two and a quarter, I just can't take City on. It wouldn't surprise me if we saw City win this game, maybe 2-0 or 3-0, but from a betting perspective, I'm keeping well away. Yeah, yeah. Bournemouth, Everton, uh, scratch this. Recent head-to-heads have favoured Bournemouth. They won three, two draws. Everton, not one. Uh, went off scratch. Bournemouth's record reads one, two, drawn, two, lost four. Coming off a, a 4-3 defeat away at Leeds. And what a game that was. I, I felt a bit sorry for Bournemouth at the end of that. Um, Everton, uh, when they're away off scratch, uh, one, three, drawn, three, lost four. Coming off a, a 2-0 uh, defeat at home to Leicester. And, and we had that one. And I, I'm pleased Leicester you know, actually delivered for us for once. Bournemouth, uh, they've lost their last four. Scratch, 217 matches, 68 home, 72 push, 77 away. Small value Everton, but with those head-to-head stats and, and the way Bournemouth have, have uh, you know, started the season, I'm, I'm not going to go with that. Well, there's no way I could take Everton here, Pete. I mean, they're just one point above the Cherries, not one on this ground. And under Frank Lampard, overall, they've gone 2-4 and 10 away from home. So now you're having them priced up as favourites off a scratch line. Well, not not you personally, obviously, Pete, but I mean like the bookmakers. I I just don't understand where this faith in this Everton side come from. Do you? Can you understand? No. In, in all of your ratings and that, are you seeing where Everton are getting this love from? Well, I mean, I, they have. You know, traditionally in these type of games, they have. They have done well, but you're going back some time now, isn't it? The near form, you certainly wouldn't touch them. No, no. And the fact that they don't really score goals. So, you know, they've scored 11 in the 14 games. 
you know, I, no, I, I don't get it. I mean, Bournemouth did us the other week away at West Ham when they conceded a late goal to lose 2-0 when we was on them plus one. So, you know, I, I, can't, I don't have much faith in, in Bournemouth off of just scratch. I'd really want to be receiving a little bit of a handicap start, but I can't expect that against this Toffees team. So I'm leaving this game well alone. Liverpool, Southampton next. Recently, Ted's Liverpool are one five. There's been two draws. Southampton, not one. Minus one and a three quarters here. But minus one and three quarters, Liverpool's record reads one six, draw and four, lost nor. Only two of the six will buy two or more, uh, sorry, three or more goals. Go for two one victory away at Spurs. Good win that is for Liverpool. Uh, Southampton, uh, when they're plus one and three quarters, one not, draw not, lost two. One of the two matches will buy three or more goals. Come off a poor four one defeat at home to Newcastle. Minus one and three quarter goals, 63 matches, 14 home. Uh, 14 uh, half wins and 35 losses. So, you know, plus one and three quarters looks, you know, the trend there. But my rating suggesting small value Liverpool is a game I'm going to leave alone. Trend-wise, though, you would go plus one and three quarters. Well, I've uh, written a preview for Focused on Football and that will be up on the website shortly. Um, I'm quite sad to see Ralph Hasenhut will get sacked at Southampton. Um I liked him. Um, he's led a bit of a charmed life, though, because they've conceded nine goals in two different occasions in the Premier League, and yet he managed to retain his uh, spot until they get beat 4-1 by Newcastle. It looks like Nathan Jones is the man that's going to replace him. Luton have given permission for the Hatters. Sorry, Hatters have given permission to the Saints to speak to him. Um, and I think they'll like his style of football down on the South Coast. And when I look at this game, though, whether Jones is in, you know, in charge ahead of time, who knows? I often look at a one and three quarter goal line, and I sort of think of it in the in, can Southampton score in this game? Is how we always tend to approach these games, isn't it, Pete? Yes, yes. But you can flip that on its head. There's always two ways to skin a cat. And the other way of thinking is can Liverpool keep a clean sheet? Now I'm not convinced they can at the moment. Now, admittedly, they've won the last five meetings of the two sides to nil at Anfield by a combined scoreline of 16 goals to nil. But this is a different Liverpool this year. They are a an underwhelming unit compared to what we've seen. I think Klopp's just desperate to try and get them into this World Cup break. Um, I, I quite like Southampton to find the back of the net. If you take a look at my preview... Uh, on focusedonfootball.co.uk. That'll give you the bet that I'm suggesting. Um, but to imagine Liverpool to keep a clean sheet in this game is going quite a stretch at the moment. So I fancy Southampton here, Pete, to get a little bit of something. Forest versus Palace next. Uh, this is plus off a plus a quarter. Uh, Forest, they're coming off a 2 old draw at home to Brentford. I thought they were a bit unlucky with the VIR penalty there, in truth. But... Uh, in that match at Palace away when they're minus of course it's a pretty good record really 1-5 draw 4 lost 1 only lost 1-10 uh, they're coming for a very good 2-1 win away at West Ham Forest they put just won one of the last 12 plus a quarter goals 290 matches 88 at home 81 half wins 121 losses so it's a lean of roughly 129 to 121 there. Uh, my race is suggesting good value Palace but I, I'm not one to back Palace away minus goals <laughs> no, me neither. Despite what I think about Patrick Vieira, 
over the last three seasons, Palace have gone three, three, and three on their travels at newly promoted sides. Interestingly, they're unbeaten under Vieira in this spot. And this was the same price, Pete, and the same line before Palace won at West Ham. So that, that's interesting to me in terms of that win hasn't really changed the market's feelings. And I would have thought that would have just strengthened sort of the bookmakers' belief in Palace getting a result here. And they have scored five times on the travels this season and they may need to win this game to nil. But given the way Forrest play and you know the attacking intent that they show at times, that's not beyond the realms of possibility. Rather than backing Palace minus a quarter, if I was looking to take them here, Pete, I think I'll just take them on the outright. Spurs leads next. Uh, recent head-to-head, Spurs have won both matches. The handicap's minus one. Well, minus one, Spurs record's not bad. One and seven draw, naught, lost three. Six of the seven victories will buy two or more goals. Coming up a 2-1 defeat at home to Liverpool. Leeds, uh, as we said, coming off that very good 4-3 victory at Tota Bournemouth. Uh, when they're plus one, one-one draw, naught, lost two. Both of the losses will buy two or more goals. Three or more goals have been seen in both Spurs and Leeds last three Premier League matches. So the sides look full of goals. Minus one goal, two hundred fifty-six matches, ninety-nine home wins, sixty-six pushes, ninety-one away wins. My race is suggesting good value Spurs. I, I think they're going to bounce back here. I, I think that's that's going to be a bet for me. It's very rare I take these minus one goals, but I think I think that this is the type of game they're going to win. I'm in shock, Peter. I can't remember the last time you took a side minus one. No. Uh, and especially one that's so untrustworthy like this Spurs yeah. team. Crikey. It's a very Spursy looking game to me here, and I certainly can't trust them. Now, 11 points do separate the two sides. Each of the four recent meetings of the teams have seen three or more goals, and you'd think if this game was full of goals, you'd probably side with... Spurs to get the better of it, but then you probably would have thought the same thing at Anfield the other week. Um, but that was a bit of a strange game, I suspect, with it being played so late on a Saturday night. I'll, I'll give Liverpool a little bit of leeway there, but I'm surprised at you here, Peter, taking Spurs minus one. I could not touch them with a barge pole. West Ham, Leicester next. Uh, recent heads, West Ham are 1-2. There's been two draws. Leicester have 1-3, minus half a goal. West Ham with minus half a goal, 1-4 draw, one lost five. Coming off a, well, a, a poor 2-1 defeat at home to Palace. Leicester away, went plus half a goal, 1-3 draw, one lost six. Come off a 2-0 victory away at Everton. Good win, as, as we said. Leicester, they have kept five clean sheets in seven. So they're, 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 you know, quite strong. Minus half a goal, 256 matches, 120 home, 136 away. My rating suggesting good value, Leicester. I, you know, normally I would take them. It's just something about this West Ham side. I, I, I'm, I'm still convinced that their table, their table does not reflect where they are. But that's a poor result on Sunday. We've lost eight of the 14 games this season, Pete. Yeah. At some point, well, in five games' time, they'll have played everybody. No, I, I don't. I don't buy it. I think they've probably overperformed the last couple of seasons, and they've gone four, four, and two in the recent meetings of the sides. But the interesting thing here for me, Pete, is over two and a half goals has landed in the last seven matchups. Yes, on both teams to score has landed in eight in eight of the last ten games between the sides. And when I saw this matchup, even before I did the stats, I thought, oh, there's going to be goals in this game, and. I'm going to take the over here, Pete. I'm surprised it's not two and three quarter goals. 
I'm going to take the over two and a half goals in this game, mate. Love here's it. A, Love it. it. Here's an interesting match with an interesting line. Newcastle, Chelsea. Uh, recent heads, Newcastle won two. There's been one draw. Chelsea won three. Minus quarter the line. Uh, when minus quarter, Newcastle record is good. One six, drawn three, lost one, come for 4-1 victory away at Southampton. Mind you, when we look at Newcastle minus a quarter, we're talking about them playing the likes of Aston Villa, blah, blah, blah. You know, not 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 teams of the calibre of Chelsea. Are they Chelsea... Romanian side, people? Blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that UEFA Cup? Uh, well, I was going to say Brighton, but I, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's not mention Brighton. No, I know. <laughs> Chelsea... Uh... We're there away, plus quarter, 1-3, drawn four, lost three, come off a 1-0, defeat at home to Arsenal. Great result, that, for Arsenal, by the way. Uh, Newcastle won six of their last seven. There is some great four. Minus a quarter goal, 539 matches, 225 home, uh, 165 half loss, 150 loss. So it's roughly, it leans towards the away side. Very good value, Chelsea. My ratings saying very good value, Chelsea. Mind you, my ratings last week said very good, Chelsea, at, at home to... Um, Arsenal, I, I just—it's not a bad bet. I don't think Chelsea are a bad bet plus a quarter of a goal. It's just that we haven't seen Newcastle in this in this scenario before, well, not no, recently. No, and well, I won't say they're approaching minus a half, but when I looked this morning, Newcastle were two point three four. They were minus quarter goal favourites. They're now down to two point three two. So money still trickles in on Newcastle, and they are twelve seven and two under Eddie Howe at home, losses to just Liverpool and Man City. That is a 21-game sample size. That is a lot of games, to be honest. And they've lost just two of them. And admittedly, Chelsea have won the last four meetings of the sides to nil. But I went round to Mothers at the weekend, Peter. Big Arsenal fan, his mother. And Chelsea was so passive. It was almost embarrassing. They just seemed to be devoid of ideas and that was at home in front of their own fans against an Arsenal side who I won't say were there for the taking but you could see that Arsenal were up for the game but you kind of suspected if if Chelsea could put any form of prolonged pressure against them they would create opportunities but they just weren't able to and now you you expect them to go to this hot house that will be St James's Park this weekend and to try and get some form of result. I mean, this is five thirty kickoff. The lights will be on. There'll be a few Nuki Browns sunk in the afternoon. St James's Park will be absolutely rocking, and it doesn't surprise me actually, Pete, that Chelsea are plus quarter of a goal. And even with that, having watched them last weekend, there's no way I can back them, despite what my head's telling me. My eyes from last weekend tell me that you shouldn't be betting Chelsea this week, no matter what you think about them as being value. Wolves, Arsenal next. Recent head-to-heads, Wolves are 1-2, Arsenal 1-2, plus one goal, the handicap. When plus one goal, Wolves record reads 1-1, draw one, lost two. They lost both by two or more goals, coming off a 3-2 defeat at home to Brighton. Arsenal, when they're uh, minus one goal, good uh, record uh, away from home. 1-8, drawn two, lost naught. Five of the eight victories were by two or more goals. Come off that 1-0 uh, victory away at Chelsea. Wolves only won two of the last 21. They're in some very poor form there. Plus one goal, 172 matches, 57 home, uh, 49 push, 66 away. Good value, Wolves, my ratings are suggesting, but but you know there's, there's no way you could back them there. 
I tell you what, Arsenal, Arsenal are looking good, aren't they? Very impressive at the weekend. Um, as I talk about how passive Chelsea were, it takes two to tango. So possibly it was the fact that Arsenal didn't allow them to, you know, get at them. I've seen a little bit of furore about Mikel Arteta and his uh, technical area. It's something that's really bugged me for a long time. I don't quite know how he gets away with running outside of his technical area all the time. He's not the only one. Conte is similar. Um, quite annoying when, you, when you're when you a grassroots coach, as I am, and you try and sort of teach the youngsters uh, the right things to do. Anyway, I digress. Was this the game last season, Pete, when Martinelli got sent off? I don't know. I can't. Re- I can't remember when he got got two bookings in the same passage of play. Anyway, well, just, that just came into my mind then. Um, Wolves have lost just eight of their last forty-five home games by more than one goal. So, despite them being in terrible form, they tend to stay in games. But you just wonder: can they stay with this Arsenal side? Will Arsenal? sort of create too many opportunities and actually extend the lead if they get in front. I just I just can't back against this Arsenal side at the moment, Pete. They seem to have some kind of momentum going. Um, they'll look at this game, the last game before the World Cup break. They'll chuck everything at it. Um, I'll be surprised if Wolves are able to take anything from this game. And for that reason, I can't back. Wolves plus one goal, even though historically looking at those trends, just eight of the last 45 at home lost by more than one, you'd probably say the the home side is the side to be on from a trend perspective, but I, I can't do it. No, it's it's a it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a really tough one, isn't it? It's like they you don't say, score goals, do they? No, no. And I'll tell you what, this is again, if Arsenal win this, this is it's another good away win, isn't it? <laughs> oh, definitely. I mean, they've won they've won 11, drawn one and lost one in the first 13 games. It's an incredible start to the season. Right. Next up, we've got uh, Brighton Villa. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, where do you go with this? Minus half a goal here. Um, Brighton win... Uh, 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 Villa one nought drawn two uh, lost one Villa one one two draws. Uh, when uh, minus half a goal, Brighton's record is one two drawn five lost one. Coffer a, a very good three two victory away at Wolves. Villa um, uh, plus half a goal one two drawn two lost six coming off a very good three one victory at home to Man United. Brighton lost just one of the last ten home matches, so in some good form. I mean, you I, I, on the focus on football, you, you suggested backing them outright. Uh, against Wolves on the weekend, I, I, I again didn't see that really. Minus half a goal, two hundred fifty-six matches, one hundred twenty home, one hundred thirty-six away. Rating suggesting some small value Villa, but you, you know, yeah, yeah. Brighton just keep on, you know, whichever way you go. If I said now back Brighton minus a half, they'd lose. If if it's uh, you know Villa plus half a goal, you can see Brighton spanking them. Yeah, and. I don't know if I'd want to get carried away with the fact that I got the right side of them last weekend for that preview when I was quite happy to back Brighton because now I want to flip it and I'm quite confident that Villa are going to avoid defeat here. But the very fact that they're playing Brighton stops me from backing them. I've actually got a big cross through this. If if the, the exact same stats and say Villa were at Southampton this weekend and you just change the name... Brighton to Southampton. I'll be all over Villa here, but it's because we've been burnt so many times. I mean, Villa have only lost one of the last six recent meetings of the side. 
And Brighton, on home soil, have won just 30% of games in recent seasons. 30% of their last 101 home games. Since the start of last season, when we perceived them to be this fantastic juggernaut of a side almost, no better. Won 32% of their games. They've gone 8, 9 and 8 since the start of last season on home soil. I want to take Villa here, Pete, but past Burns stop me from doing it. But I do think Villa will get a result. Fulham, uh, Manchester United next. Uh, United have won both the recent meetings uh, at Craven Cottage. Uh, Fulham went plus half goal, one not drawn, not lost three, come for two undefeated away at City. Manchester United uh, went minus half goal, one seven drawn, not lost three, come off at three one defeat away at Villa. Three or more goals have been seen uh, in 11 of uh, United's last 12. No, sorry, uh, Fulham's last 12. Plus half a goal, 116 matches, 59 home, 57 away. My race is suggested it's a small value Manchester United. I think that would be the side to be on, I would say. I'm a little bit annoyed because I was close to pulling the trigger this morning, Fulham plus three quarters of a goal, mainly because I think they'll probably score in this game. And if they do score, then you get a little bit of cover if they just lose narrowly. I mean, as you say, United have won the majority of the recent meetings of the sides. But interestingly, since the start of last season, United have only gone 9, 6 and 11 on the travels and just 7, 3 and 5 over the last five seasons at newly promoted teams. So they're, they're losing or failing to win more than half of their games away in this spot. Under Ten Hag, United have scored more than once in a game in just two of their seven away games. I suspect if they want to win this game, Pete, they're going to have to score two or more times. So, I lean to the home side, but it's not with much conviction now. The lines move down to just a half. This this is a you know this is a strange week for me. I I, I mean, you know, I I think Chelsea look out outstanding value against uh, against Newcastle away. I, as I said. You know, when you look at Newcastle, they've got a good record, minus a quarter of a goal. But these are against these the lower sides. They've never really been in, you know, uncharted territory here. Leicester, I like, away at West Ham. But again, you know, I've relied on Leicester. Last time against Everton, they, they came up. West Ham, I just, I'm just frightened of pulling the trigger. But West Ham, you know, went minus half a goal, one four draw, one lost five. So they're not great. But to me, that's a, the only problem with West Ham and Leicester. To me, it's 50-50. So I've I've got to really go and Brighton Villa, you know, I'm the same as you. I I would like I quite like Villa, but I'm, there's no way I'm going to do that. There's it's just <laughs> I, I I the only consistent thing I can see here is is Spurs at home to Leeds. I think now they've had that loss, that I, I think they need to get back on onto winning ways, and this is the type of game that they can win. Yeah, well, I, I tend to agree with you in terms of the game that sort of Spurs will win, but trusting them minus one, you're a far braver man than I am. Um, I agree wholeheartedly with what you say about Brighton Villa. Um, just can't get involved um, in a Brighton game. It's not even I'm wanting Brighton to get a result this weekend. I'm wanting the opposite of it. But as we know, they tend to you know, do you over. So I'm just going to have the one bet. I'm going to take the over two and a half goals in the West Ham v Leicester game. I think there's going to be lots of goals. Historically, there's been goals when these teams have met. And I'm going to take that to continue this weekend at the London Stadium. Right. Well, that does us for then for the Premier League until uh, Boxing Day. What I would say is look out for the, the World Cup uh, sort of 
preview. I think we might release that. It'll either be Sunday or, or, or Monday morning. Next Monday morning, it'll probably get released. Um, and then we'll go from there. So, But anyway, good luck, uh, whatever you're betting this weekend, folks. Best of luck, everybody. Cheers.